What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am at Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? This week, I am so fucking excited about this. Like, I didn't, I knew I'd be excited going into it, into this review series. But when I started watching it for the first, well, not the first time, but when I started watching it, I was like, yeah, this is going to be so fucking fun. We are reviewing The Sopranos. Yep, guys. It is a TV show that Josh and I have talked about so many times on the podcast. In fact, we reviewed uh, The Many Saints of Newark, and we just, I mean, we talked about fucking Sopranos for, what, almost an hour on that episode, and it was just a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're going to go through episode one all the way until the very end, and we're going to break it up into uh, into small little segments so that y'all can kind of follow along with us. We're going to be doing, uh, for this particular review, we are going to be recapping and reviewing episodes one, two, and three. Uh, we are going to do three episodes a review until we hit the finale, and then once we complete season one, we'll take like a, I don't know, like a two or three week break, and uh, maybe re- review some movies in between, and then we'll come back for season two, and we'll kind of keep doing that until we uh, till we watch all of the episodes. Uh, Josh, number one uh, TV show of all time for you? Always, sir, number one. So here, just briefly going into this, uh, I, I want to say I watched it. Shit. I don't know, man. Maybe eight, nine years ago was when you got me to watch it for the first time. And I was like, ah, dude, I mean, it's good. It's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's great or amazing or anything like that. But I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I just didn't. I didn't have that appreciation for it at the time. And then I watched it again. And then that's when my stardom, my my fandom, I should say, uh, really skyrocketed. I, uh, I, I do think it is my favorite TV show of all time. Across all seasons, I think it is fucking perfect. Yeah, you know, uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, man, this was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm a big mob movie guy. And then I watched it the second time, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I have probably watched this series from start to finish eight, nine times. Yeah, this is going to be my third time watching it. So, and and I know it's kind of weird. I know it's kind of weird saying, oh, it's your favorite show of all time. You've only watched it twice. When you fucking watch it, you'll understand, okay? And what's crazy is there's not many shows you can watch and be like, Ah, damn, I didn't catch that the first time. And, you know, almost every single time I watch it, I'm like, how did I miss that? It's almost kind of like you learn. I don't know how to put it. It's like you you watch it one time and you, you and like you said, you pick up on some of like the lingo that they're that they're talking about and they're using. And it's like the second time you go through it, you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even catch that line in this or I didn't even know what that meant uh, until watching it a second time or a third time or, or whatnot. Uh, going through it just with these first three episodes, I I picked up on a lot of stuff. I'm like, God damn, dude, I did not realize like just even in these characters in general or uh, what they're even saying. It's just like it's so in depth and whatnot. And like you said, I pick up on some every single time that I watch it. And I also feel like this series could not make it in today's climate of cancel because they. Go out on a limb on several things. Yes, they do. 
Yes, they do. I, I actually agree with you. I, I don't think that show. I don't think the show could have made it uh, nowadays. Don't think so at all. Because I mean, they say some fucked up shit in this, in this show. Yeah, they do, man. They... Uh, so yeah, if y'all have not joined us for a review series before on uh, TV shows, then let me tell you how it's gonna how it's gonna work, guys. We are going to recap each individual episode. So we're gonna start off with episode one. And I'm going to recap it, and then we will talk about some of our favorite moments, uh, character moments, uh, whatever the case is, uh, over that first episode. And then we'll kind of give a general score of that episode, and then we'll move on to episode two, episode three, so on and so forth. And then at the very end of the season, we will combine all these scores together and do like a little average. And then uh, before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here, do you want to consider supporting us or by by supporting us, you would get to pick and choose what we talk about each and every week. Maybe the next review series, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two supports any of those tiers and you get access to our discord channel, exclusive podcasts and segments. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon, P- Sharon Petrie, uh, Lindsay Humble, Michael King, Casey Pye, Christina Lambu. Brian slash Corey Costa and Ryan Sibley. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier every single month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank y'all so much. Uh, let's go ahead and do it, sir. Are you ready to jump into episode number one? Numero uno. Episode one, titled Pilot. I, I legitimately hate when shows name their pilot or their first episode Pilot. Like, I, it's such a minor thing, but it fucking drives me crazy. I don't know if they knew this was even going to take off. They probably didn't. Because, you know, this was HBO. This was back when you had to have a subscription, you know, HBO, and it was like $40. And, you know, we're talking about late 90s, and that was a lot of money back then, so. Crazy. Yeah, you had to have have the the little add-on package for it. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, when you got that that once it was it like once every few months when this like the new season would come out, you'd get like a little free preview for that weekend and you just I don't know, when I had uh when I had a DVR, I'd get those little weekends and I would just record all the movies and I would just save them there for me to uh to watch later on. So, episode 1, the pilot, uh Tony Soprano, actually it's Tony Soprano. I I I've been saying Sopranos the entire time. But they legitimately do not say Sopranos. They say Sopranos. Oh, fuck them. They're wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> what, what the fuck do they know? <laughs> so, Tony Soprano, a capo in the DeMeo crime family, begins therapy with Dr. Jennifer Melfi after having anxiety attacks. Uh, his mother, Livia, refuses to move to a nursing home. Tony's uncle, Junior, wants to use Tony's friend's restaurant, who is uh, Artie Duco. Uh, as a location for a murder, but Tony prevents this by having the restaurant blown up instead. Uh, Christopher Multisanti, Tony's nephew, murders the representative of a Czech mob and was uh, trying to move in on the family waste management company. Uh, so what did you think about episode number one, sir? I enjoyed it. Uh, you get a ton of character uh, development arts. Man, the only downside is there's so many characters getting introduced that you have to keep up. It's a very heavy dialogue uh, show uh, episode, I guess. 
to keep up with all of it. I, I'm kind of on the fence with this episode. I'm, you know, wondering if this came out and I watched it as the pilot for the first time ever and it never been made. I wonder if I would have stuck around. Really? I don't think it's up, up as high as the rest of them. I don't think. Oh, wow. We are. Wow. This actually might be kind of interesting. I'm uh super high on this episode, sir. Really? Yeah. I, in fact, I give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. We are way different then because I'm more of about a, a six or a seven, maybe. Oh, gee. I think this is a perfect episode. Honestly, I think they do everything that you would need to do in a pilot, which is introduce a, and they, like you said, uh, it's a very dense episode. A lot of shit happens. A lot of characters are introduced. Uh, actually, not a, I wouldn't even say a lot of them are even introduced. They're all like, and that's one of the things that you got, you're going to have to learn about the show when you're, when you're watching it through it for the first time is the fact that they are not going to give this to you. They're not going to spoon feed you anything in the show. They are, they're not the, the type of, this is not the type of show that they just go, Hey, my name is uh big pussy or my name is Tony Soprano. It's like they have conversations with other people and then that's how you figure out their names or their, uh, their status or their rankings in the, uh, the mafia and whatnot or how they are related to the mafia. So I, I think that's very interesting, but it also, if it's your first time watching it, then it kind of causes you to have, this confusion, like, okay, what, what is all this fucking shit? So, honestly, I think it might be a 10 out of 10 for me because I this is my third time watching it, and I, I kind of know all the characters, and I kind of know where they're going to go. I think these subsequent episodes, like number two and number three, really do help this episode, like, feel better. Shout out. Uh, mainly because you're getting some more of those character interactions in the later episodes. But I think for this episode, I I think they do a good job of kind of giving you like little spurts of of entertainment. I mean, the humor is there's so much humor in this episode, so much dark humor that I did not catch like the first two times that I watched this this episode. Uh, but this time around, dude, I was laughing my ass off, which is some of the stupid shit that they were saying. And you know what's crazy is this is like the eight, well, ninth or tenth time I said I watched this. And I have never realized how much foreshadowing the pilot does to project that stuff in later seasons. It was amazing that I've never picked up on that. Absolutely. I mean, we get uh, several different jokes that get uh, get carried on throughout the show. The varsity athlete joke gets mentioned in this episode. <laughs> yes. And oh, I is, died laughing. That is legitimately carried on until the final season. That is has brought up so many times and like you said they, they do a good job of kind of foreshadowing i mean i don't know if he had like an outline of where he wanted to go with the series you know past the first season or anything like that but i thought he did a great job of kind of setting the tone in this first episode and like i said i think if if you look at what the sopranos what the show itself does really really well i think all that is in this episode we get uh, who Tony is, we get who uh, who who some of his uh, right hand men are and whatnot. Then we get his family, we get Junior, his mom, all those people get get thrown into the mix a little bit. And uh, dude, I fucking love this episode. Fucking love it. Uh, you know the the one plus to this episode is even in the first episode, it starts to build tension, and you realize what 
the family dynamic is because that's where a lot of his tension is is in his family dynamic it starts to build on that early yeah yeah uh it, it goes through that and then you know i was trying to decide like from i don't want to spoil any of the next two episodes but i'm trying to pick up on like storylines to see which ones i was liking versus more so than the others i'm like do they really have storylines? Because it just seems like just fucking, this is just the life of the mafia and we're just kind of in the middle of it uh, for fucking, what is it, six seasons or whatever it is. So I think they do a great job. It it just flows so well. You know, I am highly impressed by the writers because, you know, usually in a a show you have an A problem and then you have a B problem, you know, which is kind of going on in the background. And some of these episodes, there's like five or six people having problems or a, uh, you know, scenarios going down and, and how they all intertwine with each other and, and doesn't feel forced is pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely agree. I, I think the writing, the dialogue is so fucking smart. It is one of the best written. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the show. I want to talk about the fucking episodes. I understand this this particular episode. Uh, one of the best well written episodes I've ever watched. Uh, I think it has the humor. It's got a little bit of action here and there, which is uh, which is great. One thing I will suggest, okay, this is the first time that I've ever watched it with subtitles. Are you watching with subtitles, Josh? No, sir, I have not been uh, listening to this or watching this uh, movie in subtitled. This movie? It's an episode, what the fuck ever. (laughs) It feels like a fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's like, god damn, we've been on this podcast for like five seconds, and this is called Get Out. (laughs) I'm already to fucking quit. So, I suggest watching it with subtitles. And I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, I never knew that he said Hannibal Lecture. Like, he says things the wrong way. Like Tony Soprano does. Oh, wait till you uh, Carmine comes in. Yeah. Uh, the little Carmine? Uh-huh. He says stupid shit like that all through it, man. Meaning other things. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I never knew he said uh, Hannibal Lecture. You know, like like you're a teacher lecturing somebody <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, I never would have caught it if i didn't have the subtitles on ah touche touche but yeah overall man i thought this episode was was about as perfect of a pilot as you can get it gives you like a little bit of each character it gives you some moments here and there to kind of carry you through the episode and honestly it was it was a pretty funny episode for me like out of the three episodes that we've watched i think this was definitely the uh the funniest out of the three uh, just, I, I, I think it's perfect. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, I, I what did I give it? Eight, I think I was five. around seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Seven. I was close. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with anything. I just, uh, uh, could have had more mobbish in the beginning of it than what they did. Well, speaking, uh, you, you mean like more mob, mob stuff going on? Is that what you said? That's that's what mobbish is, yes. I, I didn't know what you fucking said, motherfucker. That's why I asked you to clarify. Well, well, all right. well, well, oh, fuck, I ain't got nothing for that either. <laughs> Bitch, all I can tell you is they named episode number two after me. Bitch, they did not. You, I don't know who you fucking trying to lie to. Mm. I'm going to tell you all out there right now. Uh, the episode number two, which is titled 46 Long. Is- <laughs> <laughs> why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, we'll just go ahead and jump into this episode. 
Uh, nice little segue there, sir. Oh, well, thank you, sir. I have to ask you, what did two, time pa- two tampons are walking past each other? Which one says hi? <laughs> what? <laughs> two tampons are walking next to each other? Which one says hi? Yeah. Uh, I fucking die. I have no clue. Neither. They're both stuck up cunts. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was highly inappropriate when I heard it. I knew you would enjoy it, and I knew our Patreon would like it. <laughs> this is a this is a fucking uh, children's podcast, man. We <laughs> fucking PG on here, okay? <laughs> oh, that made me sad. <laughs> All right. Uh, but episode number two is titled 46 Long. Uh, Christopher and Brendan, Filo- is it Filoni? H- how do they say it in, his, in the in the show? Filoni? Filone? It yeah, Christopher Filone. What? It's Christopher F- Filone. No. no, it's Christopher. No, it's Brendan. It's Brendan Filone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you said Christopher. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm saying like Christopher. Uh, the, way, the way it's worded. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Uh, they begin hijacking trucks. When they find the owner of the truck pays Junior for protection, their drug addictions prevent them from expecting Junior's orders to stop. Carmela asks Tony for a favor involving AJ's science uh, teacher's stolen car. After one too many accidents, Tony forces Livia to move into a nursing home against her will. What do you think about episode number two, sir? I Man, I like number two. It starts getting... Into the mob action. I like it. There's several stories going on here. You, you got the story of Junior and Tony. You got Junior and Christopher. You got uh, Big Pussy and Polly trying to find this car. And you got some with uh, Jackie April, you know, with his uh, cancer. And then you got Liv in the background just doing crazy shit. And it's really. I think this is a huge development point for Liv as a character. She was pretty prominent in this episode. She was, and you start seeing the relationship that her and Junior have has in has in this relation in this series compared to Tony. Like she, it also shows it shows both relationships, and it's vastly different uh, how those relationships work. I mean, she's to Tony, she's. You know, he he can never do anything right, basically. And then you have uh, Junior, who I swear, dude, that, I don't think they ever confirm it in the show, but I swear they were they were fucking like totally. You know, I think he did have the hots for when they were I, younger. I, I definitely got that vibe from it. I mean, he Junior goes to her and he'll just ask her anything, and she'll be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him about it." Well, I mean, that's kind of in episode three, that little scenario that I just played out. But, I mean, that's just carried out throughout the entire show is is Junior will go and talk to her and she will use her influence uh, on Tony and and vice versa. So I think it, it th- what this episode did was, like you said, it shows not only that relationship between that little triangle between her and Junior and her and Tony and then Tony versus Junior as well. But like you said, it also starts showing the mob side of things, which I fucking love, love. 
And I had I gave this episode a nine out of ten, but I'm telling you, the I have a feeling I'm gonna make that go to, go up to like a ten. Like the more we talk about this episode, because I, I do enjoy the actual mob aspects of this show, where the first episode kind of sprinkles in a little bit of everything for the uh, for the first episode. This one goes like ham fist in that motherfucker, like it dives all the way into the mob stuff. It gives you uh, all those characters that didn't get a lot of uh, screen time on the first episode. They're in this show, this episode uh, specifically, uh, a lot more. Like Polly, you have uh, Sylv, uh, and then Big Pussy. All of them get more prominent uh, screen time in this episode. And I mean, fuck, I mean, Siv and uh, Polly are in this t- until the fucking end. So, oh, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I just love especially that opening scene where they're just sitting and they're just fucking bullshitting with each other. Dude, that is, that is some fucking great writing right there. And that is, that is just great TV, great TV that you can just listen in on a conversation between, I mean, I don't know how long that scene lasted, but I mean, they're not really even talking about anything important. They're just legitimately just bullshitting with each other. And it is some of the most interesting things I have seen in any TV show ever. I I love, uh, later on they'll develop into busting each other's balls and you know it, it's it's always starts off small and then somebody gets pissed off at the end it, it happens in every one of them the every Polly's uh, <laughs> usually the one that gets pissed off <laughs> he does get pissed off pretty quick uh, I love how he did the uh, the little Al Pacino, Al Pacino uh, impersonation and then yeah. he looks back at himself and he's like, did you hear me? And he repeats the entire joke over again. <laughs> and he does that through the entire series. I, I, I love how they get something and run it to the, to the, to the uh, finish line. They don't let it go. They don't let it go. And it's like, he, all he does is turn around. And I'm like, dude, he heard the fucking joke. <laughs> but he's good. And like I said, he just does that throughout the entire show. And it, it's, it's one of those reoccurring jokes that happens all the time and it never gets fucking old. And, you know, this one, we kind of, uh, we were in it introduced to Georgie, which is the, uh, the bouncer at the club, the bada bing. Oh yes. And you totally get this relationship that he has with Tony and it's not a great one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> this dude is, is simple minded. And he says shit when he should not. He cannot read the room ever. What how Tony feels, and you know he, he couldn't get the phone. And finally, toward the end of that show, Tony just beats the shit out of him with the phone. <laughs> but that's not even the worst that he ever beats the shit out of him. <laughs> no, it's not. It happens a ton of times, man. It happens a bunch. Uh, so yeah, what did you end up giving this episode? I gave it a nine out of ten, and I have my favorite one liner is in this movie. Uh, Brandon Falone says, yeah, Tony just wants to shit on our head and we're expected to tell him thanks for the hat. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the whole show is just full of like great one liners like that. And it's just it's just fantastic. And uh, yeah, I thought this was a, a great while it may not have hit like the high highs as episode one did. 
I thought this was basically just setting the table. I thought this was one of those episodes where it's just like, okay, this is how everything works on this show. We're going to give you a little bit of the background of the inner workings of the mob and whatnot. And I thought that they, I thought they did a great job of, of doing that on this particular episode. And like I said, I give it a nine out of 10. I can't argue with you. That was what I gave it. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't argue with me. <laughs> I'm not that, that bad. Damn. That's a podcast first. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually agree with you. Yeah. Now this next episode, episode number three, Okay, I do have some things that I need to talk about on this episode, more so in compared to like episode two and one. Uh, episode three, which is titled Denial, Anger, and Acceptance. Uh, the Sopranos hire the, Buco, the Bucos to cater a dinner party. Tony's daughter, Meadow, asks Christopher and Brendan for speed to help stay awake for uh, SAT preparation. Uh, Tony accepts the task of securing a divorce for a uh, Hasidic Jew's daughter. I'm probably not saying that right. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Junior unleashes retribution upon Christopher and Brendan for their truck hijackings. Let's just now, what 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 was the last name you said of Artie's? What's his name? Buko. Okay, man, that sounded weird when you said it. I was like, what the hell is this guy talking no, about? I said it wrong on the first. I said Buko, and then I I corrected myself and I said Buko. Okay, that's what you threw me off on. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Buko, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, that's the most un-Italian last name ever, Buko. <laughs> so what did you think about episode three, sir? I liked episode three. Uh, it starts to show how the mob kind of gets its money, gets its business, uh, and shows you that they're going to get their cut in the end no matter what uh it, it develops the relationship between uh tony and jackie you know a lot more it seems like he is a lot closer to jackie than most of the other guys are and it starts to develop the relationship between tony and Artie buco i absolutely agree this was the episode that uh he he brings in the uh the nurse the nurse stripper right this is that episode yeah Okay. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just playful shit like that that we we see in this episode. We kind of see the, the the more lighthearted side of of Tony in this episode. I, I think it's a really, really. I think it's a really great episode. Uh, I think it's the worst out of the first three episodes that we watched, though. And the one reason why, it, and it's not because it's a terrible storyline. It's just I don't find it as interesting as some of the other storylines or plots that we've seen in the first two episodes, which is the, uh, the rabbi, you know, them trying to pressure him into uh, giving them a cut of the hotel and whatnot. I just didn't find any of that really super interesting. I think the, the coolest part of that entire plot was them threatening to cut off the dude's dick. And, uh, man, he caved and then he, they, he pissed off the rabbi or whatever the fuck that guy is. Uh, now that, that part was funny them trying to basically torture him and get him to cave in and he wouldn't do it until they threatened to cut off his dick. So other than that, I thought the episode was really great. What do you think about the rabbi uh, storyline? Uh, yes and no. I liked it just because it showed, you know, the beginning on how somebody comes to him and they end up taking him for way more than what they ever thought they would get taken for. 
I like the very first scene where they, uh, Polly and uh, Seal go to talk to the guy. And, they, you know, you've always met one of these guys where they got some funny ass fucking joke they think that's funny that they're going to tell every time you ask a question and two. You know, and he ends up getting his head beat in with a bell. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, uh, the progression was needed, but I do feel like it lasted a long time. But you got yeah. to see. Do what? Shout out to that. Watch it. <laughs> it lasted a long time. I mean, there were so many more characters added to this. You got to see uh, Artie and Charmaine's relationship and how she feels about Tony. And then you got Carmela and Tony's marriage. You can kind of start to see some cracks there. And then you got Meadow and Carmela having their problems. So it kind of intertwines a bunch of different stories. You're all starting to gear up, you know. It's a... And then you got the Brandon Falone. And he just totally dicks it up, you know, dicks that, uh, just shoots a dude. Well, it doesn't actually shoot him, but it, uh, it gun goes off and kills a dude. Yes. Yes. And then and we get the, uh, the great one liner from Junior. Take it easy. We're not making a Western here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude, I, you I'm... know, it's, a, it's, uh, what? No, go ahead. I, it's just amazing that this, this is the third, episode and we've had so many characters introduced here and they're all getting developed and you already start to like certain ones over others like tony's kids i'm like man there's some assholes right there you know and for some odd reason i always like big pussy shout out <laughs> shout out to that <laughs> <laughs> You know the good the, the good thing about Big Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out! Do tell me what's so good about it, sir. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> the good thing about him is the fact that he is like not. I wouldn't say super dry with his humor, but he's pretty dry with his delivery, and it plays off of some of the dumber characters uh, really well. Because, I mean, he, I wouldn't say that he's super intelligent, but, like, some of the conversations between him and other characters, uh, based off him being, like, more of a dry humor, uh, I really enjoy that throughout the uh, throughout the, uh, the episodes. Yes, yes. You mentioned... And, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Meadow real quick, okay? Because now, right. the, now, like you said a minute ago, we're starting to see a bunch of conflict and a bunch of different characters. So now, through three episodes, we're starting to see... Kind of like, uh, like scattering storylines with individual characters, and the first storyline would be Meadow's storyline, and she's in this storyline of like she's in this rebellious, super whiny phase where she's trying to, you know, go out on a vacation with to Aspen with uh with her boyfriend or whoever the hell that was, and then you know she's sneaking out of the house. She's she's trying to do speed. And she's trying to do all these things behind her parents' backs. She's having the conflict with her mom. I mean, they wanted to go. She wanted to go to the uh, the thing to have tea and whatnot. Uh, she didn't want to do that, so she's just in this rebellious phase. And while I don't find her storyline up to this point super interesting, that doesn't mean I don't dislike it. I kind of like where the character is going. Let me tell you, 
Actually, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna future spoiler anything. But right now, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna talk about future spoilers, sir, about other kids. <laughs> uh, but her storyline right now, while not super interesting, I do like where it's at and how they're kind of developing that character, regardless if I like her or not. I mean, I don't, I don't think that it's any fault of the character itself that I don't dislike it. I think that's good writing. And I think they're just doing good jobs with the character of of making you not like her at this point. Would you would you agree with that? I would. I would like to know what you think about uh, Mikey Palmisi because this is his second episode, and we're really developing to which kind of guy this is. And for some odd reason, I like this character. I think he's a, a douchebag person, but his character is so interesting to me, and I, I just. I love when he's on the screen. Who who is it? Mikey Palmisi, Junior's a uh, right hand man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I like uh, I, I love the interaction between him and, and Tony a lot because Tony just gives him shit every single time that he sees him. Oh yeah, Tony hates him. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't remember specifically what what was said in the the little car incident where he walks up to him. But you know, Tony's just fucking giving him shit the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he asked him about having fuck face itis. Oh, you're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I uh I, I do like his character. I do like that character. I mean it's not a heel I'm worth worth dying on for that character as far as like my favorite characters on the show. Uh, in fact, kind of segue into the next little storyline that I want to talk about. And that is one of my favorite characters in the show. And that is Artie Buko. His storyline so far is, uh, is pretty good. I think. Yeah. I fucking love Artie Buko's character. I love it from the start to the very finish. Hey, does he remind you of the, you ever seen the, uh, what is it? The, uh, shit. Is it SNL skit? What the fuck is it? Well, the AAA Ron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oh, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's the white guy version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he damn sure <till> does. <laughs> Every time I see him getting pissed off, I'm like, hey, Ron. <laughs> you know what I think I like about Artie's character the most? Is the way it's written is he just has the look of the common working man, you know? No matter what he does, the son of a bitch gets knocked down a peg or two every time. You know, it's like this guy, nothing really goes correct in his, his life, and his, his wife's always busting his balls. Uh, always. So it just reminds me of, like, you know, the Joe Blow average blue-collar uh, blue guy that wants you know, what Tony has. I think Artie Bucco is the one character up to this point that you can, without a doubt, say you are rooting for that character throughout the show. Would you would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, you look, we love Tony. We love all the uh, the other characters and just because how shitty human beings they are. But I don't think we necessarily root for them because they're not necessarily good characters, right? Like good versus evil kind of characters, not like great written characters. But Artie, he's like the good guy on the show. And like you said, uh, dude has some shit ass luck. And it, like you said, uh, the blue collar guy is just like the like, it's like he's like one of us. And to me, 
I love what they're doing with his storyline from from the arson to him accepting, you know, Tony's money to him. Uh, basically, the little conversation that he had with Tony in the uh, in the kitchen where Tony tells him to uh, uh, hold on. I got it right here. Let me let me stop being a depressing fucking jerk <laughs> and already <laughs> fucking throws food at him. <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you know the balls that you have to do <laughs> to throw food at Tony Soprano? Yeah, the Don. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I forgot to ask you, in that very first episode, did you realize they had already foreshadowed that he was the Don and ran New Jersey? Yeah. I never picked up on that before. Good, yeah, because they said, uh, you're the boss, but you're not the boss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. That that makes me because I wanted to ask you about what you think about uh, Jackie April. Did you like his character? I like this his character. Is, Go ahead. This is the one part that I wish they would have started a season before this one, where Jackie was the boss. And then you start learning the characters. But I think that would have been a cool episode to see Jackie as the boss for one full season. That'd be a good, like, prequel series. I mean, they'll never do it, probably. But, like, if they did, like, another movie or a prequel series based off of, like, Mini Saints of Newark and they put Jackie in there and they kind of did that, I I agree. I I think one of the issues that I ever, that I had with the show when I first watched it was you never got the sense of, Hey, you're you're watching Tony kind of kind of go through the mud, you know, kind of fight his way to becoming number one. When we start episode one, he is, I mean, for lack of, a, I mean, he is fucking number one in episode number one. Yeah, and it makes you wonder what caused him to go past Junior, who has been in it all this time. I mean, we know why Tony got made. Well, that's revealed later on in the, the season, but. We don't know why he has catapulted past Paulie and Silvio and Big Pussy was in the, the mob before him, before he even got made. So I would love to know how he catapulted. Yeah, they, they just in these two episodes now, I won't want to talk about future spoilers. They They haven't really gone too much into why he's number one. And the whole workings of that system right there it, it was kind of confusing that was one of the things that kind of threw me off when i first watched the show it's like you have junior who is he, he's not the boss but he's like the boss of this area over here and then like tony's like the boss over in this area but they're all under one family which is jackie april at the very top but he's not really doing anything so it, it's kind of confusing yeah well uh I know it says the Sopranos, but they're originally supposed to be uh, likened to the DeMeo family. So, you know, I think that one's in jail. Jackie's the acting boss, but he's sick. So he's looking to make a successor or, you know, nobody's named. So they don't know who is going to be the boss when Jackie dies. Because as we see in this last episode, all he's caught up in his mind is the cancer. He's like, oh, what's my temp? My tip, my tip. You know, that's a, right. a minute long scene. And yeah, it just hits I, home. I, I like Jackie April. I just, like you said, I wish we would have got more time with him. 
And I think if you're trying to build up Tony's persona and, uh, you know, try to get him at the very top before you kind of like maybe tear him down or whatever, I I think it would have been great to kind of see him kind of evolve into this, this uh, Don, as you, as you said a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So, yeah, I I would love to have had a little bit more time with, with Jackie April uh, in these first three episodes. I definitely definitely agree. Now, would you add some scenes? I I don't think you can take away any scenes that have gone on in the first three episodes. No, definitely not. Definitely not. If anything, I think they could have added more uh, another episode or so because I just so badly want to see how the dynamic between Jackie running the family when he was well. I just want to see it. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, at this point, uh, some of my favorite characters, uh, well, we just talked about Artie Buko a second ago and uh, kind of got off on the Jackie Pearl thing. Uh, Shout out. What did I say? <laughs> we got off on Jackie Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Charmaine a minute ago. Now, yes. she is always, she is a, she fucking nags. She, she is. The person that fucking nags you, nags you, nags you, and bust your balls twenty four seven. But I think she's kind of essential to to Artie's character at this point because she's kind of that moral compass, even though she can come across as a little bit of a bitch uh, a lot of the times. But how about uh, when she fucking told Carmela that she slept with Tony? Like she didn't even need to tell her that, but she just oh, she, she just wanted Carmela to be pissed off. Yeah, well, you know, she Car- uh, Carmela pissed her off when she uh, waved her over because she was like, "Who, who, who is you? Right? I'm not, your ser- I'm not your servant." And I think that's where she was trying to say, "Hey, you think you're all high and mighty, but I, you know, I've been there too, and I banged it, and I didn't want it." <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love how she says, uh, "Yeah, you know, we all made our choices in life. I chose not to." <laughs> I was like, "God damn." <laughs> She she just fucking tore you down. She not only said she fucked your man, but she said you chose wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it kind of builds up that I think everybody shits on Carmella through this series. <laughs> Dude, I really I really like Carmella. What what do you think about the what do you what do you we don't have a whole lot of time left to discuss this, but uh what what do you think of the, the relationship between Carmella and Tony at this point? I think it's good. Uh, you can tell she's pissed off, but she knows too much, and she knows it, but she loves the lifestyle too much, and that's why she puts up with it, I think. Oh, absolutely. You can definitely see the cracks in the uh, in the wall, so to speak, in terms of their relationship. I mean, you got the, uh, the Gumar stuff, which before the show ever, like going through the show, I'm like, what the fuck is a fucking Gumar? Well, it's, it's like a mistress. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, oh, man, it's so hard not to talk about future spoilers. About Yeah, that. well, you know, in this one, it shows the fractured relationship. When he's going to the MRI, she's like, yeah, the difference between me and you is you're going to hell when you die. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Because that that was such an important, not an important moment, but that was a uh, a, a big scene 
to kind of showcase what their relationship is at this point. Because, I mean, she's there kind of caring for him and whatnot. And Tony being a fucking drama queen is like, I'm going to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great because this is definitely a line to remember because it is also taken to the finish line throughout this whole movie. Yes. uh, Series. And then, you know, he he talks about, yeah, what fucking bedside manner do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sure Matt's heard that before. (laughs) I have. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just trying to keep it real, you know? Uh, Hey, man, I'm not judging. I am no no judge. So, yeah, I I really enjoy the the Carmella and Tony relationship up to this point. In fact, I, I think they're doing an amazing job kind of developing Tony at this point. I realize he's the fucking, he's the star of the show. I understand that he's just going to be the most developed character out of, out of the bunch. But I think you're getting a lot of different sides to that character in just three episodes. I mean, up to this point, we got the, uh, the guy that has been depressed and, you know, he gets really offensive when you talk about maybe his friends and his family, specifically his mother, even though he knows his mother is a bitch to him, you know, but you're still not going to talk shit about her to him. And then you got, uh, you know, he has this extravagant lifestyle where he's with this Gumar and then you have him as the uh, the Don or whatever. And he's taking cuts off the top, even though, you know, it didn't really had nothing to do with him to begin with, but he's still going to take their money. And then you have a scene with him and Artie where they start having a food fight back and forth because, I mean, he throws the food and you're like, oh, fuck. Tony's about to fuck that dude. No, they just have a food fight, and it's it's a really good scene to kind of showcase that, hey, you know, he does have this lighthearted side, and, you know, he kind of lets things slide for his fan, for his uh, friends and family more than anything. Uh, so I think up to these first three episodes, they are doing a great job of kind of developing uh, that character. I definitely agree, uh, and, and I love how they developed uh, Artie and Tony's relationship. As you'll see, it progress further, and you can see, you know, Artie gets to do stuff to Tony that nobody in in New Jersey would ever think about doing. I mean, who the hell would hit a made guy in the face with cold cuts? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He, he got to go swim with the fishes. And, you know, the, 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 the Tony played that scene so great because the delay in reaction that he had, because at first he was like, I'm about to fucking kill this guy. But then he's like, oh, it's fucking Artie, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Stop being a fucking depressing jerk. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is, he's the reason for it. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> so what'd you end up giving this episode, sir? I gave it a nine and a half, sir. Oh, damn. You went uh, above episode two. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go fuck fuck you know the more we talk about it the more I kind of I like this episode even though I had the storyline with the rabbi that I didn't really care for I'm fucking going nine out of ten I, I was originally going eight eight point five I'm I'm gonna change it to a nine I mean just because of the easy we're not making a western here <laughs> it should be fucking nine <laughs> just, just that. I mean right there and then you got fuck face itis. <laughs> 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 uh so yeah man i'm I'm enjoying these first three episodes 
uh, I, I think what we've done is, is I'm not going to say unique or anything like that, but I, I think it's, I don't, I don't want to say smart because I feel like I'm fucking like tooting my own horn over here. But I think watching three episodes over the course of the week is very digestible, especially when you're doing like a long form series like we're going to be doing. Uh, I think it helps retain kind of all the things that happen in those episodes. And it's not because when you binge watch something, it's like you watch it so fast, you don't ever retain it, you know? So I think three episodes a week is is great for this. Uh, so next week we will be doing episodes four, five, and six. So y'all go ahead and watch those episodes and uh, be in preparation for our review on those. But other than that, man, do you have anything else you want to say before we cut out of here? No, I, I don't. I'm good, brother. You enjoying the the three episode format? Yeah, I do like it. I, I mean, I think it. Uh, there's so much to digest in these shows. I, I think it would be, uh, not manageable to do more than three. No, there's just so much going on. Yeah, all, all the time with somebody, and there's new characters being introduced, and you know, so many one liners. Uh, my favorite one liner comes in, I think, season two, that I think is the best lines ever made for mm-hmm. a tv show well you're gonna have, you're gonna have to text me that that line so i can remember which one it is but yeah uh the three episode format really enjoying it and uh I, I think obviously we're gonna keep doing it like that because i think it's more manageable I, I feel like i have more time to do things throughout the week in comparison to doing like the the two and a half hour movies like it, it's the exact same amount of time but i feel like i'm able to do this better but well guys that is going to be it from us Uh, We will catch y'all next week on another review. Laters. Laters.